السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ ہاؤ یو آل ڈوئنگ الحمد للہ نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي اللهم اهد قلبي وسدد لساني واسرل سخيمه قلبي امين يا رب العالمين lesson number 32 verses 234 to 242 والذين يتوفون منكم ويذرون أزواجا يتربصن بأنفسهن أربعة أشهر وعشرة فإذا بلغن أجلهن فلا جناح عليكم فيما فعلنا في أنفسهن بالمعروف والله بما تعملون خبير ولا جناح عليكم فيما عرضتم به من خطبة النساء أو أكننتم في أنفسكم علم الله أنكم ستذكرونهن ولكن لا تواعدوهن سرا إلا أن تقولوا قولا معروفا ولا تعزموا عقدة النكاح حتى يبلغ الكتاب أجله واعلموا أن الله يعلم ما في أنفسكم فاحذروه واعلموا أن الله غفور حليم لا جناح عليكم إن طلقتم النساء ما لم تمسوهن أو تفرضوا لهن فريضة ومتعوهن على الموسع قدره وعلى المقتر قدره متاعا بالمعروف حقا على المحسنين وإن طلقتموهن من قبل أن تمسوهن وقد فرضتم لهن فريضة فنصف ما فرضتم إلا أن يعفون أو يعفو الذي 
بِيَدِهِ عُقْدَةُ النِّكَاحِ وَأَن تَعْفُو أَقْرَبُ لِلتَّقْوَى وَلَا تَنْسَوُ الْفَضْلَ بَيْنَكُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ بَصِيرٌ حَافِظُوا عَلَى الصلوات والصلاة الوسطى وقوموا لله قانتين فإن خفتم فرجالا أو ركبانا فإذا أمنتم فاذكروا الله كما علمكم ما لم تكونوا تعلمون والذين يتوفون منكم ويذرون أزواجا وصية لأزواجهم متاعا إلى الحول غير إخراج فإن خرجنا فلا جناح عليكم في ما فعلنا في أنفسهن من معروف والله عزيز حكيم وللمطلقات متاع بالمعروف حقا على المتقين كذلك يبين الله لكم آياته لعلكم تعقلون Okay, a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So as you can see, in these verses also, there are more rulings related to marriage, separation. And we will begin with the verse 234, which talks about the death of a husband. Meaning, when a woman becomes a widow, if her husband dies, then what happens? This is also a way in which two people are separated. Right? In marriage, they come together. Divorce, they're separated. And death also is a means of separating the husband and wife. So what happens? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ يُتَوَفَّوْنَ مِنْكُمْ And those people who are taken in death among you. What is meant by this is, men who die. By الَّذِينَ, men are meant, not women. And يُتَوَفَّوْنَ is from the root letters, وَوْفَيَ And وَفَى or تَوَفِي is to take something fully. Alright, to take something fully, to not leave any of it behind. And this is a word that is commonly used for death. Because when a person dies, then they're taken fully. I mean, you have zero connection with them. Right? If a person moves to a different country, you still have some kind of connection with them. If not over phone, maybe over text messaging, or maybe you can travel every now and then and see them. But when a person dies... They are gone, fully, 100% gone. You no longer have a connection with them. So those men who die, وَيَذَرُونَ أَزْوَاجًا And they leave spouses. 
Yadaruna is from Wow Dalura and Azwaj is a plural of Zawj, meaning they leave behind a wife. Then what happens to the wife? What happens to such women whose husbands have passed away? Yatarabbasna. They have to wait. Who has to wait? The widow, the woman whose husband has died has to wait. Alright? And remember the meaning of tarabbus, we learned this earlier also, rabasad, to wait for something. So this woman has to wait for the end of her waiting period. Meaning she has to remain in hidad for a duration of time. Alright? Yatarabbasna bi anfusihinna, by themselves. How long do they have to wait? How long is the waiting period over here? Arba'ata ashhurin wa ashra. Four months and ten days. Ashhur is the plural of shahr. So four months and ten days. And this again is lunar months. And this waiting period will begin from the day that her husband dies. Now, this waiting period for a widow is known as al-hidad. And this is mentioned in hadith, you see the hadith over here. The Prophet ﷺ said that it is not permissible for a woman who believes in Allah and the last day and to hidda ala mayyitin, that she mourns over a dead person more than three nights except for the husband. And when a husband dies, then she will mourn for four months and ten days. The question is what is mourning? What is mourning? Not mourning. Mourning. I'm not saying it with an accent. Okay. What is mourning? Go ahead. Okay, when you're sad and upset, when you're in grief, when you're grieving basically. When anybody dies, you do feel sad. Especially if that person is related to you. Right? You feel sad over that loss, over that separation. There is a sense of sadness. And when people are sad, typically we see women, they are more sad compared to men. You may have seen, even at a time of janazah, that men are holding back their tears. Even if they're crying, they're not sobbing. But you can hear the women sobbing. You can hear them crying. You can hear them grieving. Alright? So typically, we see that women grieve more than men. I'm not saying that men cannot cry. The Prophet ﷺ cried. He would cry. He would be sad. But this mourning is when you grieve over the death of someone. When you grieve over someone's death. Alright? Now, in Arabia, there was a particular way of mourning. Okay? There was a particular way of grieving when somebody died. What was that way? That, for example, a person would not wear nice clothes. They would just wear like regular clothes or like really dull clothes. They don't eat that well. They don't sleep that well. On their face you see sadness. They haven't put on any kuhul, any makeup in their eyes. Right? So it's quite obvious when you see the person, you know that they are grieving. Okay? Then what people would do in Arabia, in the time of ignorance also, is that they would cry out loud. And women especially would gather together and wail, cry loudly, and say verses of poetry in their grief over the loss of the loved one. So there was a whole lot of, you know, customs and traditions related to mourning. In some cultures we see even today that a woman whose husband has died, for example, she's not allowed to wear anything but white. Or she's not allowed to come to certain gatherings. If people are getting married, she's not allowed to come there. Or, sadly, in some 
traditions, a woman is burned with the body of the husband. Yes. Because they burn the body of the dead. All right. That's how they dispose of the body of the dead. So when they're burning a body, they will also burn the living woman, the widow. Because what they say is, yeah, it happens. You may have seen this in movies. Or maybe you, I guess, mashal, that's good actually. I really like that you guys are not into Bollywood. Or maybe your extended family is not. Because if you had any idea, you would have known about this. Am I right? Or am I making this up? Pakistani aunties, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah? This is true? Okay, we have somebody here from India. So she's saying that yes, this is true. It happens. Okay? The point is, what they mean is that if a woman's husband has died, there is no meaning to her life anymore. Her life is over. You understand? So in different cultures, people do different things. Now, in other cultures, what happens is that if a woman's husband dies, then there is no concept of her getting married again. I mean, even if she wants to get married, people don't allow her to get married. Okay? Okay. Like I said, الَّذِينَ over here refers to the men. So when a man dies, leaving behind a wife, then the wife will be in mourning for four months and ten days. What is meant by that mourning, okay, is what? It's something very specific. And inshallah, I'll just talk about that. What is meant by that is that a woman will not remarry for four months and ten days. During this waiting period, she cannot get engaged and she cannot get married. You understand? This means nobody can propose to her directly. Her family cannot get her engaged. Her family cannot get her married. No. You see, prior to Islam, prior to Islam, what would happen is that women would remain in this mourning period for an entire year. Okay? For an entire year. Secondly, what would happen is, in some tribes, that women were treated as the property of the husband. So when he died, and his money is being distributed, even his wife or wives would be distributed between the heirs. Alright? This was something that happened. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed ayat related to that, that you are not allowed to inherit women. Women are not property that you can inherit them. No. When a husband dies, then a woman will not remarry. She will wait for four months and ten days. So, يَتَرَبَّصْنَ بِأَنفُسِهِنَّ They will remain in waiting. What is meant by this is they will not get married. Okay, this is the first thing about hidad. No engagement and no marriage. And in this is actually protection for the woman. Because we see that in many cultures and many families, women are kind of pushed to get married. They're not consulted. Their likes, dislikes, their preferences are not considered. They're just forced into a marriage. They're just being informed. FYI, you're getting married tomorrow. Really, this happens. Now Islam is for all people, all times. Right? So we see that women are protected here, that no, Islamically, a woman will not be married during her waiting period. Why? Because in this time, she's grieving the loss of her husband. Is it fair to her that on the one hand, she's so sad about the death of her husband, and on the other hand, she's being forced into another marriage? This is not fair. So four months and ten days, no marriage. Yes. 
Does the same apply to a guy if his wife dies? Does he have to wait for four months and ten days before getting married? No. It doesn't. Because men and women are different. Okay? A man, okay, a man has, as we saw, a responsibility to provide for his children. Correct? He has this duty to provide for his children. Now if he's got, let's say, five children, for example, the wife dies, for example, and now he has to make money, of course, he has to go to work, but then he also has to look after the children. Can he do both the things himself? No, he cannot. So he may need to get married. Generally though, generally though, people don't get married that quickly. Okay? From observation, this is seen. That even the Prophet ﷺ, when Khadija radiallahu anha died, did he get married right away? No. He waited for a long time. In fact, he was kind of advised by people, alright, to marry someone. He was advised. And even today we see that when it happens that a husband loses his wife, then he takes some time before even thinking about getting married again. Every person's situation is different. Here, when a woman is not allowed to get married, believe me, she's being protected. Because you don't know how people treat women. For many families, their daughter or their sister is like a burden. They're just all the time thinking about getting her married so that she's off their head. So if she becomes a widow, and now she comes with two children, unfortunately, many families will start thinking about how to get rid of her quickly. In many cultures, you will see this. Even two weeks after her husband has died, they're thinking about who she's going to get married to already. They don't give her time to heal. So by putting this limit, all right, by putting this ruling that she is not allowed to get married for four months and ten days, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in fact protecting her, forcing a healing period for her. All right. Secondly, we see there's another wisdom behind this hidad, and that wisdom is that pregnancy may be revealed. Right? That if she's pregnant, she's not going to figure that out one day after her husband dies. She might find that a month or two months after her husband dies. So if she's married off before that, it's not fair. She has a right to know whose child she's carrying. Right? So here we see, يَتَرَبَّصْنَ بِأَنفُسِهِنَّ أَرْبَعَةَ أَشْهُرٍ وَعَشْرًا So there are some rulings related to al-hidad. Hidad, remember, mourning period for the wife. There's three important things I want you to remember. During this time of mourning, four months and ten days, a woman cannot get engaged or married. We discussed that. All right. Secondly, she cannot beautify herself. Okay? She cannot beautify herself. What is meant by that is that she will not wear makeup. She will not wear jewelry. She will not wear fancy clothes. Okay, so makeup, even like kuhl, eyeliner, mascara, whatever, she's not going to wear that. Fancy clothes, in hadith we learn that clothes that have been colored. Okay, clothes that have been colored. Now, in that time, those clothes were fancy. Okay, they were fancy. So just like that, today, fancy clothes, and it's well known what kind of clothes are fancy and what kind of clothes are not fancy. Everybody knows about that. So she will not wear fancy clothes. She will not wear makeup. She will not wear jewelry. She will not wear perfume. Okay? Basically, she will not beautify herself. This doesn't mean that she's going to be stinky. She's not going to shower. She's not going to use soap. She's not going to dress normally. She's not going to comb her hair. That's not the meaning, please. You know, we live in extremes. Either we are stinking or we are overly dressed up. 
We've forgotten moderation and what's normal. So she's going to be normal. She's going to dress normally. She's going to be clean, whatever. She's going to do things in a normal way. She's just not going to dress up. What's the wisdom behind this? What do you think? What's the good for her in this? She's grieving inside and she's being forced to dress up and whatever. I mean, the two states don't match. If you think about it, for a married woman, okay, even when she wears like nicer clothes, her husband will give a comment or two. He will say nice. Or maybe when she puts on jewelry, she's like, my husband got this for me. Or when she's putting makeup on, she's like, okay, this color he liked a lot. Imagine every time that she's going to dress up, she's going to think about him. She's going to be even more sad. Isn't it? So it's in a way giving her time and space a break to heal. To heal. So this is one of the wisdoms why she will not beautify herself. And thirdly, there is another ruling regarding al-hidab, which is that she will avoid going out. Now, some of the companions, they said that the woman in hidad, the woman in mourning, will not leave the house of the husband at all. Meaning she will stay there, she will live there, she will sleep there, she will not leave the house at all. And other companions actually allowed that. Okay, other companions allowed that. Because one woman, you know, she complained that I feel scared. You know, I feel lonely, I get bored. I don't like being alone. So she was told that, okay, go and see your friends, whoever, but then return to your house. Right? Sleep in your house. You should spend the night over there. So what we see is, from the different opinions amongst the scholars, amongst the companions, that she should limit her social interactions, meaning she shouldn't be going out to restaurants and going out to parties and a wedding here and a friend's house there. No. She should go out when there is a reason. Like for example, she has to go to school, right? Or she's working. She has to do groceries. She has to go to the lawyers. She has to go to the bank. Alright? She has to drive her children to different places. She will do that, but she has to make sure that it's of necessity. Because she needs time to heal. And you see, again, some people might think that, oh, this is not fair. If a man's wife dies, he doesn't have to go through this mourning period. He can you know, move on right away. And if a woman's husband dies, then she has to stay in mourning. This is not fair. You might say it's not fair, but it's actually Allah's mercy towards her. Because we all know, the women over here, you all know how much society expects of you or how much people around you expect from you. That at every social event, you should be over there as a butterfly all dressed up, all cheery. And if you're not talking, a thousand people will ask you, is everything okay? As if it's abnormal for you to remain silent. They want you to eat, they want you to dress up, they want you to entertain people. So much is expected of you. So when a woman is mourning, grieving the loss of her husband, give her a break. Give her a break and stop expecting so much from her. And this is like she's been sheltered. She's been sheltered. So these are the important rules regarding al-hidad, which you have to remember. Now, فَإِذَا بَلَغْنَ أَجَلَهُنَّ When they have reached the end of their term, meaning four months and ten days, فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِيمَا فَعَلْنَ فِي أَنفُسِهِنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ There is no blame on you, O people, O family, regarding what they do with themselves. Meaning after four months and ten days, if she dresses up, if she wears nice clothes, if she goes to somebody 
like an auntie in the community, can you find me a guy? Right? Then there's no sin on you, O family. What does it mean? If she plans to remarry, let her do so. Let her do so. Meaning, if a widow wants to marry, it is perfectly fine. What if she does not want to get married? That's also her choice. Alright? But you don't try to dictate her life. Go ahead. Exactly. This healing period is for for the woman to have her space, her alone time, so that she can grieve over her loss and she can also try to move on from it. So she needs time for that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given her four months and ten days. But we're so hasty. We see someone crying and immediately we say, move on please. Right? Stop being sad. And the thing is when you tell people stop being sad, what happens? They get more sad. So there's no sin on you regarding what they do with themselves in a manner that is appropriate. Meaning if she dresses up, if she you know wears fancy clothes, if she looks into getting married, then there's no sin on you. Wallahu bima ta'maluna khabir and Allah is fully aware of whatever that you do. Okay, good question. In hadith we learn about mourning for three days. That mourning for three days is for anyone other than the husband. So for example, if a woman's father dies... Can she mourn for three days in the sense that she just stays home? She doesn't uh, talk to people. She does not go out, right? She doesn't wear jewelry or fancy clothes. Can she do that? Only three days, not more than that. If her brother dies, if her mother dies, if her child dies, for anyone else, it's three days. But for the husband, it's four months and ten days. Because the relationship that a woman has with her husband is very different from... Her relationship with other people. Okay. The question is that what if a man dies leaving behind a wife and children and that woman decides to get married? What happens to her children? Her children stay with her. Right? I mean, who are they going to go to? Unless she thinks that she cannot manage her teenage kids, they're too rowdy, and she thinks that it's better off if they stay with their uncle or their grandfather. So mutual agreement, mutual understanding. Somebody else had a question? Yes? The question is that if a woman dies leaving behind a husband and children, what happens in that scenario? That's not mentioned over here, because typically men get to do whatever they want, and who is it that gets trampled on, that gets abused and pushed and shoved around? Who? It's the women. So this is why we see rules regarding women. And these rulings are being given to men. You cannot force her to get married before four months and ten days. You cannot do this, you cannot do that. A woman is being protected here, sheltered over here. 